The Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 21. Jesus says, There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. And at that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. He told them this parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away. But my words will never pass away. Be careful, or your hearts will be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and the anxieties of life. And that day will close on you suddenly like a trap. For it will come on all those who live on the face of the whole earth. Be always on the watch and pray that you may be able to escape all that's about to happen and that you may be able to stand before the Son of Man. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to you, O Christ. You may be seated. When you lay your head on the pillow at night and close your eyes, what do you expect is going to happen? For most of us, we expect that we're going to fall wake up to a new day. I know when I lay down my head at night, very often I'm thinking about what's going to go on the next day, the family schedule, all of the tasks I need to get done, maybe even thinking past tomorrow and, and, and all the things that are coming up yet this week, and oh man, Christmas is coming, and this and that. So many things on our mind about the next day and days to come. But what if that doesn't happen? What if your eyes don't open to a new day? What if you die first before you wake up? What if the day that the Father has appointed for judgment comes before you wake up to a new day? You think about that once in a while? You know, as Christians, we should be, shouldn't we? I mean, Jesus talks to us about signs, the signs of the end. In the book of Matthew, he talks about wars and rumors of wars, famines and earthquakes. He talks about the love of most growing cold. He talks about the gospel being preached throughout the entire world. He talks about the persecution of believers. Signs of the end. Signs that the return is imminent. And friends, none of those are lacking. All of these signs that Jesus pointed to, they're here. They're fulfilled. And today could be the last day. Today could be the day that God appointed to come and to judge the living and the dead. And we know well 
We might forget, but we know well that today could be the last day we're here too. Any breath could be your last one. Are you ready? If either, either of those would happen, your death day or the last day. Are you ready for that to happen? Do you think about that once in a while? Because it's so easy in life to, to get caught up, isn't it, in the day-to-day? -day? It's so easy to, to lose sight of the fact that this life is temporary. This world is temporary. It's so easy to get caught up in the day-to-day -day that we lose sight of, of eternity. And that every one of us has to face it. And that's what Jesus is talking about here in our gospel lesson. He's warning. He's warning his believers, his followers, those who are standing there with him, listening, and also you and me today, to be careful, to watch, to be ready, so that that day does not come unexpected. He says that, in verse 34 of our lesson, he says, Be careful, or your hearts will be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and the anxieties of life, and that day will close on you suddenly like a trap. A day is going to come, and we want to be ready for it. We want to live our lives knowing that today could be the day. Today could be the day that I have to meet God face to face. Be it my death day or the last day. And I want to be ready for that day. Now, I'm not saying you don't have to go to work tomorrow because, oh, this could be the day Jesus comes back. I'm not saying don't plan and save for your retirement or, or even to plan that vacation a year from now. No, we, we, we go on in this life assuming that tomorrow is going to happen. And next year, in ten years from now. But because we do that, because in a sense we have to do that, how easy it is to lose focus. How easy it is to begin to look on the earthly and the temporary and forget eternity's coming. And Jesus is warning here, be careful. He says, don't let your heart be weighed down with carousing and drunkenness, he says. And, and maybe that's literal, but maybe it's just figurative too. I don't let these things of this life make you lose focus and lose clarity and, and, and be reminded of really what's important. Of what the purpose of your life is here. And he says... Even more so, he says, don't let be weighed down by the anxieties of this life. And how easy that happens, doesn't it? The worries and the troubles and the anxieties that we face in this life so easily take our focus off of eternity and on to just what's in front of me. Be careful, Jesus says. Keep watch, he says, because that day is going to come. And it's going to come suddenly like a trap. And it will come on all those who live on the face of the whole earth. There will be no escaping it. Everyone has to face judgment. 
Today we're beginning the season of Advent. We're beginning this, this four-week period of, of, of preparation, of, of readying ourselves. Yes, for Christmas. Yes, to celebrate his birth in the right way, focused on the manger, focused on who that baby is. But I'd say even more importantly, this season of Advent is one for us to prepare for that second coming. Preparing for us to meet him face to face. Not in a manger, but on a throne. And as we start another Advent, it's a good time to ask yourself, am I ready? Or have I been weighed down by the things of this life? Am I spiritually prepared for his second Advent? If Jesus were to come back today, or if I were to die today, how does that make me feel? What would I depend on? What would I look to? What would I hope for? As we begin another season of Advent, time to ask ourselves those questions. Am I ready? Am I focused? Am I prepared? How is your prayer life going? How about your time in God's Word at home? Your personal Bible reading and devotions? What's your attitude towards coming here? I mean, are these things you, you just kind of get through and you check off your list as just another one of many, many things you've got to do throughout the week? Got, got that done and out of the way, now on to more important things, the things that really matter. We have Bible studies all throughout the week here. What's your attitude towards those? The time that you have to, to be in God's Word that are presented to you, offered to you. Is it, oh, I just don't have time for that. I got too many other things going on in my life for that. We have ad midweek Advent devotions starting this Wednesday. When you hear that news, is it really two times to church in a week? Really? What, how much do they expect of me? I mean, we laugh, but, but let's be honest, it's true. What is our attitude towards time in God's word? Towards time preparing ourselves, readying ourselves. Because this is where Jesus does it. Jesus wants to make you ready, and it, it only happens here in his word. I mean, there is... A potentially serious problem. If we go home and we sit in front of a TV for three hours to watch a football game. Or we have no problem giving hours to a hobby or, or to sports or whatever it is. But we've got maybe minutes to spend in devotion and prayer. There's a potentially serious problem there. That you are not ready. <laughs> That you are, may not be spiritually prepared. And when we're weak in our faith, when we're neglecting the readiness that, that Jesus wants us to have through his word and sacrament, when he, it's there for us in the means of grace that Jesus says, here, I want you to be ready for my coming. When we neglect that and are, we're weak in our faith, that's when the roaring lion loves to pounce. 
and he bombards us with temptation, and he gets us to fall into sin. And then at first there's the guilt, right? But we can overcome that guilt if we really want to. And we just do it again, and we do it again, and do it again. And then if it starts to bother us a little more, what do we do? We start to compare ourselves. Well, look at how evil the world is out there. I, I'm not that bad. And then in addition to that, we'll start to look to the good things we do. Well, that's got to count for something. I help the poor. I give. All the while, getting farther and farther away. And then snap. Like a trap. You're caught. Comes unexpectedly. But it doesn't have to be that way. Jesus wants to make you ready. He doesn't want you to be spiritually unprepared. He doesn't want any of this to be unexpected. Instead, he says that here I am to prepare you. Here I am, in word and sacrament, to give you what you need to be ready to face death and eternity. Because, friends, that's really what this life is all about. Do you know that? It's getting ready to die. It's getting ready to face Jesus. It's preparing us for eternity. And if that's not what your life is focused on, use this Advent as a time to reflect and repent and prepare yourself. Are you ready? Jesus says here, he says that on that last day, people will faint from terror, apprehensive of what's coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. For many people, that day when Jesus comes back is going to be terrifying. As they see Jesus coming with all of his power and glory. For the, the idea of death to many people is absolutely terrifying. Absolutely afraid of what's going to happen. Because they don't know. Or they've lost sight. Or they haven't cared. thought of death, the thought of the last day, that coming of the last day is terrifying to so many. But it doesn't need to be for you. Jesus here says that heaven and earth will pass away. All of this will be gone. This is all temporary. Heaven and earth will pass away. But he says, my words will never pass away. Jesus says, my words will never pass away. What I say is truth. What I say will be fulfilled. What I say you can rely on and put your faith in. Because these words will never pass away. And how can we know? How can we know for sure that we can face death with confidence, that the last day does not have to terrify us? How can we know for sure? Because this word became flesh. This word became flesh and came and made its dwelling among us. This word of God is the Son of God himself who took on a human body and was born so humbly, but then grew 
and lived. And he lived an absolutely perfect life in every way for you. And then he goes and he dies and he suffers for your sins and the sins of the world. And then he rises from the dead to assure you that, yes, death has no power over you. It is nothing to be afraid of. And that you have an eternity waiting for you after this one. An eternity with him. We know that Jesus' words will never pass away. And they are true. And they are trustworthy. Because he himself has fulfilled it. Jesus, the word of God made flesh, came to fulfill every word of scripture for you. So that you can be absolutely confident that you are his and he is yours. That you are really forgiven for every sin. That peace with God is not only attainable, it's already won. And that heaven is not something you have to earn, but it's graciously given. Jesus wants to continue to make you ready as he comes through these means of grace, as he comes through these words to remind us of everything he has done for us and everything that he does for us and everything that he still has planned for us. Jesus' words will never pass away. And so you don't need to be terrified. You don't need to worry. You don't need to wonder. Instead, you can be prepared. You can know exactly what to suspect. He wants us to be able to, as he says in verse 28, when these things begin to take place, we can stand up and we can lift up our heads because our redemption is drawing near. That when we think about our death, we don't have to be afraid. We can actually look forward to it because we know what it means that our final and full redemption from sin and from suffering and everything in this world is going to be over. And we think about the last day. We think about judgment day. It's not something that needs to terrify us, but it's something that we can look forward to. And when we see him coming on the clouds with his great power and glory, we can lift up our heads. We can sing praises. We can give glory. We can be filled with joy because that is our full and final redemption coming. To take us to be with him. I know we're entering into probably the busiest month of the entire year. It's not even December yet, and things are already ramped up, right? And there's so much to do. And your list is only going to get longer as the days go by. Right? There's parties to prepare for, food and cookies to get ready, presents to buy, decorations to put up, all of these things. And they're all fine and good. But don't let the busyness of this season take your focus off of what's really important. Why Christmas happened. Why that baby came. To be your redemption. To rescue you from your sins. To give you the hope of new birth and eternal life. Friends, use this season of Advent to prepare yourself, to make yourself ready, yes, to celebrate Christmas in, in, a, in, in the way that God would have us, but, but even more importantly, to know that maybe Christmas won't come this year. 
Because maybe Jesus will come back before December 25th. And if that's the case, we'll be ready. And we'll be waiting. And we'll lift up our heads with joy because we know what that means. Our salvation. Our redemption. Friends, you know what to expect. Because it's promised. And it's yours. Jesus will make you ready for it. God grant it. Amen.